0: If you have your Bibles turn to Psalms chapter one hundred, Psalms chapter one hundred, key chapters in the Word of God. Last couple of weeks we've been in John chapter fifteen, and on abiding, and that's a that's a, definitely a key chapter. But I believe one of the great principles, one of the arteries of the Christian life, is Thanksgiving. I didn't preach on Thanksgiving because I was in the family series, so I'm gonna make up for it tonight and preach one message, one more message on thanksgiving or on being thankful you know it's a heartbreaking sin the sin of ingratitude gratitude gratitude is not a spiritual or moral uh, desert gratitude is a very bread and meat of spirituality and moral health Um, collectively when you have a church that loses its praise and loses its thanksgiving it's dead as a doornail they divide they devour each other like a bunch of piranhas Uh, they divide and And they choose teams, and there's clicks and splits and splatters and splints all around Dalton where people couldn't get along. I believe a good dose of Thanksgiving would cure any church problem, any family problem, because when you thank God, you're thinking of God and His greatness. And if there's ever a chapter of five verses, five verses that um, describe uh, some great attributes of our God, It's Psalms 100. And also, how wonderful it is to have a relationship uh, with the living God. So I'm going to entitle this The Thankful Life. Uh, You're in trouble in your marriage if you take each other for granted. You're in trouble, children. I don't think we have many children in here. uh, If you take your parents for granted, respect, uh, gratitude, thanksgiving should be part of the, uh, uh, the atmosphere of the home. Atmosphere of a church—it's worship, it's praising Him for who He is. So let's stand all the Word of God, and you want to stand long as just five verses. Make a joyful noise in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into the gates with thanksgiving, and to His courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, his truth endureth to all generations. You may be seated as I pray. Father, thank you. And we don't say that just flippantly or as part of a prayer. We do thank you, God, for all your blessings, all the benefits, all, all the wonderful things that happened to us the moment we were saved, And each day as you save us from this untoward generation and the bondage and dominion of sin and the lures and deception of Satan, God, you're so good. Lord, you're so good and you're good all the time. Uh, Lord, you're the wonderful counselor, you're the mighty God, you're the prince of peace. And Lord, we just pray to God that you'd help us to get overwhelmed and never lose the awe and never lose the specialness of worship. Lord, no matter how small the crowd is or who shows up or who doesn't show up, dear God, we need your glory and your presence uh, tonight more than anyone and anything. And so, Lord, dear God, help us. Help us to preach with thanksgiving in our heart. And, Lord, help this very sermon be a, 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 an act of worship as we worship you, as we serve you. In Jesus' name, fill us with your spirit, Amen. Thanksgiving is good, but thanks living is better. We ought to be careful for nothing. We ought to be prayerful for everything. We ought to be thankful for anything. Once a Sunday school teacher asked a little boy uh, class uh, what they were thankful for, and the little fellow raised his hand and said, I'm thankful for my glasses. And he explained, they keep the boys from hit fighting me and the girls from kissing me. Amen. <laughs> now that'll change soon, praise God, and I hope. But uh, uh, that's a a good thanksgiving. One time there was a guy that was thankful for everything, and I mean it was sleeting and snowing, and I mean only a few people showed up, and several people showed up at this particular church on this Wednesday night and said, I just want to find out if if our pastor will be thankful for anything on this kind of weather and night as he did. So he got up, and sure enough, he said, I just want to thank God that it's not always like this. Amen. He was thankful, amen. But the Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. I want you to notice, first of all, that there is a thanksgiving uh, of service. There's a thankful service in our lives. Uh, First of all, there's a thankful recognition. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I believe the most neglected ministry in the local church is the ministry unto him. They ministered unto him, and then God sent them out. Acts chapter fourteen. They first ministered unto him, and the Holy Ghost sent them out, and the people sent them out. Uh, and uh, you know we're coming up on forty years, and Jason was running here to make sure we didn't forget to set up those tables because he'll have to do it by himself, and he uh, he was going to make sure he, had, he, he said just set them up anywhere. Don't set them up any form fashion. Just get them out on the on the floor. The ladies the ladies will. T- uh, set them up tomorrow night as they plan for this big banquet but you know something i believe with all my heart the reason this church is where it's at today and the reason this church is together is i believe that you're thankful people i know i'm very thankful to be the pastor of this church and i'm thankful that i'm in my first pastorate that seems really odd my age that i'm still uh in my first pastorate um uh one time uh, my wife was at a ladies meeting and it was it was a pastor's wife, and they said, "How many of you young ladies are in your first pastor?" And she raised her she raised her hand. They all looked at her like, "What?" And uh, she, you know, and she got to explain that we've never moved. But you know, I think that we ought to serve God out of thanksgiving. And if you ever lose that, it's going to be a duty. It's going to be a chore. It's like showing up on the job sometimes. I believe the Christian life should be full of discipline. But I want to tell you something, folks. Most of all, the Christian life should be full of delight. You get to serve God. You get to go visit this Saturday morning. You get to usher the, tonight. You get to teach a Sunday school class. Folks, folks we serve God um, uh, knowing who he is. Uh, this uh, make a joyful noise of the Lord was like a shout of praise. It was wholeheartedly praising God. Look at Psalms 103 and uh, verse 1, please. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul. I don't think you can say that passively. I don't believe that's what the way they did I believe most of the Psalms were meant to sing, maybe shout. Some of you are against shouting. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul. What an emphasis. O my soul. Most times we say that, O my soul, when everything falls apart. O my soul. You know? But it's, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his Holy name, all that's within me. I believe we ought to use some energy worshiping God. I believe that we ought to um, uh, take a fifteen-minute power nap on Wednesday afternoon, just so we can be energetically uh, attentive. Amen. I have to do that to preach. That's that's awful. You know, uh, 15, prop your feet up, praise God, get one of those quick naps, and and, and they they call them in the Hispanic community siestas but they take about three hours. And, uh, and get ready to worship God. Amen? Be energetic about it. I mean, some people look like a mule looking at a new gate. Some people come to church to leave. They come to leave. They actually come to leave. I, and some people are going to have to have surgery on their left elbow because they keep doing this while I'm preaching. Amen? But I want to tell you something, friend. I, I, I believe we ought to serve the Lord with gladness. And, and it ought to be... It ought to be because we recognize who we're serving. Notice the word Lord. Folks, He is Lord. He's a sovereign God that's over everything. And we need to realize that. He is God. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, and I'm going to try to be brief tonight because I know a lot of you are tired. <laughs> you didn't get your 15-minute power nap. But look at this. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen, and uh, through seventeen. You know, if we, we ought to be excited about the Lord as much as we are about uh, anything. Amen. I mean, you know, everybody's excited about the big game at four o'clock Saturday afternoon, uh, Georgia versus Auburn. Even the Alabama fans are rooting for Georgia now. <laughs> Excuse me, Miss Anita. Amen. You know, but uh, you know, uh, and the word fan means ardent follower. Uh, you stretch that, uh, that term out and you got fanatic and I believe we ought to be fanatic about following the Lord amen I look at them in those stands sometimes and it's sub-zero weather and people have no shirt on and they're dressed up and have different colored um, uh, paint all over their body and they look like and I, think, uh, I I look at that and sometimes you look at universities like Duke and say oh my goodness that's the future doctors of America I mean, they're idiots. I mean, they're just absolutely gone. Amen. Because their are teams playing a little game with a round ball, and you know they're number one in the nation. Folks, we ought to get excited about the Lord. We ought to, have to be more excited about the Lord than anything. And and I'm not saying that I'm not going to be excited Saturday afternoon. I'm even hosting two missionary families uh, that happen to be Georgia fans, and they're coming over to my house, and I'm cooking for them. I mean, I got I, somebody's got to do it, you know. But uh, you know, and that's been planned for several months. But. Uh, Um, you know, we need to serve the Lord with gladness. We need to come in His presence with thanksgiving. And folks, we need to realize He is Lord. He is Lord. He is Savior. Look at 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Did you hear that? Folks, I want to tell you something. If you're not living in victory, it's your fault. It's not His fault. We ought to thank the Lord for the triumph. We ought to thank the Lord for the victory that maketh Manifest the Savior of His knowledge by us in every place. We ought to make we ought to make the we ought to make a, a manifest Savior of His knowledge. There ought to be a flavor of His knowledge. Folks, listen, if you don't get excited about being saved, something's wrong with you. You've got over it. Uh, the, Bible, the Bible calls it backsliding. You know, we ought not be lukewarm and we ought not be cold, certainly. We ought to be on fire for God and and folks, we need to be excited. There ought to be a thrill about serving the Lord because He's Lord. But look at verse 16. To the one we are the Savior of death and to uh, uh, unto death, and to the other Savior of life and to life. And who is sufficient for these things? Folks, I want to tell you something. You're either a stumbling block or a stepping stone. And I believe every day ought to be an act of worship. I believe you ought to worship God on your job where people know that you're the best employee on that job. I believe you ought to worship God during trials and tribulation. Uh, I, I can't imagine what Wes and Rachel are going through. I can't imagine what you're going through, brother. Um, my children have all been like their mother, thank God, you know, and, and, and you know, normal. They ain't like their daddy, but I'm telling you, friend, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's a heartbreak. It's a heartache. Some of the parents in this room, I, I admire you for the way you love your children and how you unconditionally serve them and help them. Uh, during their afflictions. And it's, it's a testimony. And so it's not only serve the Lord when everything's good, but serve the Lord because God's good and He's got a plan that far supersedes our little plans and our uh, calendar and our schedule and our anticipations and expectations. God's got something bigger. It's, we've got to get in the big picture here. Because look at verse 17. It says, in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, you with me? It says, For we are not as many as Men, which corrupt the word of God, but as sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God, speak we in Christ. You're the stumbling block or a stepping stone. And I want to say this, friend. I believe that you ought to listen enthusiastically to the word of God. I believe you ought to look interested. I believe you ought to say amen. I believe you ought to at least nod your head and come back up. And I believe you ought to be faithful. Because it helps people To the right and to the left. We don't have a dark auditorium. We're lightening things up. We put in new lights all the way across and all these lights are going to be just as bright because we want people to minister one to another. We want to see the word of God and we're not here for a concert. We're not here for a concert. That's darkness. We're here to minister one to another from heart to heart. But I want to tell you something. If you're not thankful, you're a stumbling block. That's what the Bible says. You're a savior unto life. Or your Savior under dead. I'm not talking about you have to be enthusiastic like me. It just means you ought to be at least thankful. Some people are thankful very quietly. Some people are thankful very shyly. Some people, they raise their little finger and prove they're thankful. Some people wave all over the place and, and would love to s- swing from those chandeliers. I wish you would because everyone's coming down. That just helped me from not have to break them down. Amen. But I want to tell you something. There ought to be some enthusiasm about you. And you say, well, I don't believe in enthusiasm. I beg to uh, differ with you. There's some things you get enthusiastic about. One thing I get enthusiastic about until I go to the scales is eating. I love to eat. I plan the next meal while I'm eating. You know, and, and that's, that's a problem. I know it is. But I want to tell you something, friend. I appreciate my wife, uh, the way she cooks. And I tell her that. And I keep on encouraging her to keep on keeping it on. And, folks, we get excited about all kinds of things. Like money in the bank. Uh, but we ought, thank, thank, we ought to be thankful for who he is. So it's a thankful recognition. Number two, it's a thankful service. It's a thankful service. Look at it. It says the next verse, serve the Lord with gladness. Friend, I want to tell you something. That's a testimony. Do you do what you do for, because you love God? That's the, that's the acid test. That's the spiritual test. It didn't say serve the Lord with gladness and come before uh, for him with whining. Uh, You know, we need to serve the Lord with gladness, out of a heart of gratefulness. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Romans 12, 1 and 2. Y'all know it very well, but we overlook a phrase. It's not with sadness, not with whining, but because of his graciousness we serve God. He set us free. We should be willingly servants, slaves, bond servants in the Bible uh, they would serve seven years and then if they wanted to serve their master anymore he'd put a the earlobe against the uh, lintel of the door and drive a hole that's the first time you had pierced ears in the Bible amen and they'd drive a hole and it would prove that you serve willingly and they'd go back to their master and not leave their master after their duty of seven years and so folks there's a blissful service I want you to I think we, we should serve God Um, not as we join an army and been drafted, but we ought to serve the Lord as a grateful child. We ought to serve the Lord as a a sheep to the shepherd. We know the shepherd is leading us and providing for us and restoring us. Can you count your blessings just a moment? I mean, can you just think about all God's done for you? What he did for you when he saved you—if you don't—if you—if don't, you, if you get forgetful—look at Psalms 103. He's forgiven us of all our iniquities. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all, all his benefits. And verse three of Psalms 103 says, "Who forgiveth all thine iniquities?" You're forgiven. How many's ever sinned? How many's sinned some bad sins? How many glad that you didn't have to pay for all the sins you've ever committed? Because all of you'd be of being visited by Brother Larry Stiles in jail and Brother Steve Gregory. They would see you there. Some of you just didn't get caught. Amen? And folks, listen. We ought to thank God that we're set free. It's not the volume of of, of prayer and it's not the velocity of praise. It's the vicinity of, of praise. It's from the heart. It's from the heart. Has God touched your heart? Are you doing this from the heart? Not as men pleasers with eye service, but from the heart. The Bible says in Psalms 103, uh, I just can't leave that chapter right now, it says in verse 4, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Folks, listen, you were on the way to hell. Can, can Can I just not get so deep tonight and just tell you the fact? You were bound for hell before Jesus saved you, you were taking people with you. And you would have burned forever in a place called hell. And Jesus saved you. Redeemed you. He paid the price. And the price was his blood. And he says he crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. You're not only saved from sins' penalty, but you're saved from uh, selfish desires and selfishness. The grace of God not only saves us from sin, but saves us from ourselves. How many of you would be worth living with if it hadn't been for God? How many of you could be a good husband if it wasn't for God? How many could be a good wife if it wasn't for God? I'm going to tell you something. It takes God to be a good mama. And it just seems like that's the greatest thing that a, a lady uh, has in her heart to, to, to nurture and carry. And you don't, you, if you don't believe it, you offend one of their, her little ones and see what she does. She'll slap you across the room, amen, and verify the facts later. You know, I mean, uh, you don't touch little Johnny. You don't touch little Susie. That's hers, amen. And and that's a mother's protection. It's a mother's love. But folks, listen, you're crowned with loving kindness. And you're crowned with tender mercy. God makes you more like him every day that you stay in his word and yield to his spirit. And then look at verse 5. Psalms 103, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle. Speaking of vitality and speaking of health, it's only the grace of God you're here tonight. And I believe a lot of people take their health for granted until you go through prayer lists like this. You could be up in the hospital, like Miss Hazel tonight, wondering what that Bob's is going to come back as. You could, you could be like her and have her arm ripped off in one of those machines several years back. I don't know how many years back, but every time I come to Vacation Bible, School go and see her out there uh, serving uh, the food and the, and the little drinks and bossing everybody around, getting it done right, praise God. I just rejoice. Amen? Sister, you know this is the truth. She's in charge out there. And she could be home bitter because her arm was ripped off. But she's serving the Lord with gladness, with one other. What's your excuse? And folks, I want, to, I want you to know, I'm not trying to shame you into serving God. I'm just trying to sh- tell you that it's a privilege. It's a privilege. It says, the Lord executed righteousness and judgment for all that we are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his and to the children of Israel. I'll tell you what you ought to be thankful for most of all tonight after you're saved. God leads his dear children along. And God doesn't leave us alone; He leads us. The will of God is precious. The will of God is a blessing. You're immortal until God's finished with you in the will of God. You get out of the will of God and he can take you home tomorrow. There is a sin unto death, 1 John 5, 16. There is a scourging and chasing every son he receiveth. And if you don't get scourging and chasing out of the will of God, then you're not saved. Verse eight it says you're illegitimate. It uses a stronger word in the King James language. And so, folks, there's a there's a there's a thankful service. Now, I want you to go to my favorite verse, one of Romans twelve one and two. Real quick, Romans 12, 1 and two. This little five verses is going to turn into a series if I'm not careful. Look at this, Romans chapter twelve. The word of God's like a gold mine. You just mine. You just dig some diamonds out of it. Amen. Y'all know this verse, and that's probably our problem is sometimes we know the verse is too well and we don't meditate on it. I beseech you therefore, brethren. That means I, I exhort you. That means it's a loud Baptist preacher that's gonna say it loud. I beseech you. And here it is, by the mercies of God. You're going to heaven, you're not going to hell. You're blessed beyond measure. You can't even name your spiritual blessings. Read the book of Ephesians. You have unsearchable riches in your life. Uh, He's blessed you exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ever think. Ephesians 3.20. And he says, by the mercies of God, I, I, I implore you to do what? That you present your bodies living, dead thing, sacrifice that you present. That means like a a, a soldier presents himself for service, gladly, diligently, in rank, faithfully, but proudly representing America. Folks, we are soldiers of Christ that are not drafted. We have been privileged to present ourselves Sacrifice. Die to self. I once asked Dr. Lee Robinson, I said, Dr. Dr. Robinson, what's the difference in one great man of God and another great man of, uh, man of God that seemingly never does anything? And he looked at me and he said, it's, a, it's, the, it's the difference of yieldingness to God. And he looked at me and said, Son, die to self. Die to self. I'll never forget that. And then he laid his hands on my shoulder and prayed for me before We let Miss Robinson and him out of their little house up in Chattanooga. He'd been down here preaching for our twenty-fifth anniversary. Wouldn't stay for dinner on the grounds, and I had to miss dinner on the grounds to take him home. But it was worth it. That prayer and that exhortation. This amount of yieldingness. It's by faith, total surrender, die to self. it's would say it over and over again. That's the only hope we got. And it says holy. That's a four-letter dirty word to a lot of people, but that's a holy difference. Acceptable unto God. Stop trying to please everybody else. And definitely stop trying to please your flesh and please God, which is your what? Reasonable service. Why is it your reasonable service? Because you're serving the Lord with gladness because you know He's the Lord. And He's not only just the Lord, He is your Savior. Thank God. Then it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is the good, that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. My Bible tells me the will of God is for you to serve him. My Bible tells me the will of God is for you to bring forth much fruit. The will of God is for you to be saved, but the will of God is for you to be sanctified, satisfied, and sacrificial. And that's where we sometimes stop. Thankful service. Thankful service. Then there's a thankful knowledge. It repeats itself a little. Let's go to Psalm 100. It says, Know ye that the Lord, He is God. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. I love Colossians chapter 1 because it reminds us how much He is God, how He is Lord. And how he should be Lord of our life with thanksgiving. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, look at verse 12. It says this, giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. You could never get qualified to be saved. You could never be redeemed in your own goodness and your own righteousness. And folks, the Bible says giving thanks that God made it possible and that God took our place, and Jesus paid our sin debt, and thus we can come into the presence by the blood and be faithful vessels of God until He calls us home, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. You ought to be translated. It says, in whom we have redemption through the blood, even the forgiveness of sin. But then it says, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn among every creature? You want to see God? Look at Jesus. And then this is what thrills my heart is these next two verses. For by him were all things created. How many believe you were created by God? Amen? The rest of you monkey lovers, you ought to get right with God. Amen? Hey, listen. No, if, if monkeys made men back then, why don't they make them now? Well, that makes about as much sense as uh, saying this, this, this watch Uh, Just, just, you know, just evolved. I mean, one day uh, uh, some uh, sap fell from the tree and it formed a little glass over it. And then many millions of years, uh, with the sun just right and the heat just right, and some wild animals stomping on it, gears were formed. I mean, and they were put right in place. And then the stem came out after me million, million years. And there was a leather band. Some alligator laid down and formed a band and even put a buckle on it. Now, I want to tell you something, friend. This little thing called a watch had a maker. And so do you. Amen. You didn't evolve from one cell amiibo that flipped over and became a tadpole. And the tadpole became a frog and got so hairy that it became a monkey. And then got so intelligent it showed up at Shaw Industries. Started floor engineering. No, that didn't happen. Folks, we are of God. We're from God. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether it be thrones or dominions or principality or powers, all things were created. Here it is now. We're going to get to Thanksgiving real quick here. All things were created by Him and say the next word, for Him. All things were created By Him we establish that. And all things are created for Him. We ought to serve the Lord with gladness because that's what we're created to do. We're created to glorify Him. And you ought to be thankful. And then listen to verse 17. It's wonderful. It says, And He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. Folks, that word consist is where we get the word cosmic glue. He holds the atoms and the protons and neutrons and all that stuff that I forgot in biology that's called matter. And folks, you split that atom, it's a bomb. It's powerful. The the substance that holds you together. And folks, I want to tell you something. That just didn't happen. And if you don't think you need God and you're not thankful to God, He has a right just to let you fall apart. But He won't. He loves you. all things consist. So we're saved by Him. We're created by Him. We're created for Him. And Praise God, we are being saved by Him and sustained. And folks, it's a great knowledge. We ought to know God and His love, His peace, His power, His will. We know He's in control and that He's over everything. We need to know Him personally as my Lord. Now let's close this chapter. The Bible says in Psalms 100, I'll just read the rest of it. It says, Know ye the Lord, He is God. It is He that has made us. How me say amen again. He made us. And not we ourselves. What a shame to claim that we can remake ourselves into another sex, another person. I will not tell you the millions of dollars people pay on trying to transform their face. God help you. God, just accept yourself as you are. Amen? And somebody loves that face, so Praise God. But listen, it says, He hath made us and we are, not we ourselves, and we are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Let me just hurry and say this. Folks, it's a thankful knowledge of who He is, but it's a thankful relationship. It's a thankful relationship. I said relationship. Amen? It's a thankful one. Because I want to tell you what it is. It's like we're his creation, he's the creator. We're his people, he's the father. We're his sheep, he's the shepherd. Folks, it's great that we're not our own. And we don't have to depend on ourselves. It says, know ye the Lord, he is God, he is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We're his people and the people of his, and the sheep of his pasture. We're the sheep of his pasture. What a relationship. What a relationship. i, I got to give you this verse because I think it's one of the most powerful verses in Deuteronomy. I want to give you Deuteronomy 32, verse 6. The threefold right that he has to rule your life and to overrule your life. And for you not just to be ruled, but praise God to have, have the privilege of serving him. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse in verse six, please. Would you see that? It says, "Does ye requite? Do you thus requite the Lord?" You know what that means. What are you arguing with God for? What are you shaking your fist at God for? Saying, "I will not do that. I will not give in. I will not serve you." O foolish people, unwise! Is not He thy Father that has bought thee? He saved you at a great price. Hath He not made thee, or established that? He created you. And then it says, and He has established thee. He keeps you alive. If it wasn't for God, you'd be starving. If it wasn't for God, you wouldn't want to eat. If it wasn't for God, you'd have no energy, no strength. But folks, if it wasn't for God, you'd be hell bound and taking people with you. how ungrateful can we be? We don't serve the Lord. We need to recognize the origin of our being and our well-being. Deuteronomy 32.6 His sheep to be guided by His grace. And so we enter into His gates with thanksgiving. And so He establishes who He is and who we are and where we came from and why we're alive and how, he, how we're blessed. And then He says, okay, here's the next step. Enter! Enter! That'd be good for every person that hadn't been here in three months. Enter, come on in, come back. God delivered us out to bring us in. He saved us out of a wretched life, but he's brought us into the abundant life. Listen to this, enter into the gates with thanksgiving. Oh, folks, there's a thankful fellowship. There's something wrong with a person that doesn't want to go to church. I think he's just got, or he's got over, she's got over being saved. And into the courts with praise. You don't even get in the temple. You're in the courts and you start praising God. You ought to start praising God as soon as you turn in this parking lot. And you ought to praise God before you leave your house. You ought to praise God every time you get up. You ought to praise God every time you go to bed. You ought to praise God every step of your life, every breath of your life. And it says, be thankful unto him and bless his name. I ain't got time to go into this. But his name is powerful. And his name is above all names. And folks, he is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to serve. He is worthy to, to, to give your life for. Because folks, he is your life. And you should be magnifying him through whether by life or by death. Give me the next slide. It's a thankful object. The object of your affection should be God. And the praise of your lips should be to bless His name. His name stands for everything that He is. We pray in Jesus' name and for His sake, amen. That's not a tag on the end of a prayer that we used to pray. Lord, in Jesus' name and for His sake, amen. I thought all the deacons used that so I ought to use it. didn't have a clue what it meant until I got saved and I got serious about the Lord. Folks, it means in His character, I pray. For His glory, I pray. And I pray with His name to be magnified and glorified. And so, folks, we're His people. What a partnership. We're to have His peace and His power. Folks, we're to have grateful obedience, joyful obedience. His commandments are not grievous, 1 John 5, 3. We're to serve the Lord with gladness. And then look at verse 5, for the Lord is good. I guess that sums it up, don't it? The Lord is good. That's a thankful testimony. He, ends, he starts with a testimony, a thankful recognition. He ends with a thankful testimony. The Lord's good. And he's good enough to give your life to. And he's good enough to serve. And he's good and he's merciful and he's truthful. His mercy is everlasting. I don't know about you, But I've needed to be forgiven since I've been saved many, many times. And I want to tell you something. I appreciate the everlasting mercy of God. I appreciate He's been so patient with me. Folks, he's, he's He's not a master that's trying to lord over me and ruin my life. He's not a marine sergeant that's barking commands at me. He's my Savior. He's my Lord He's my shepherd He's my bright and morning star He's the the Alpha and the Omega He's He's the cornerstone of my life and your life He's the delight of all nations He's the everlasting Father He's the Father of all lights In all mercy, he's God. He's Emmanuel. He's Jesus. He's just. He's King of kings and Lord of lords. He is Lord. There's nobody like him, nobody under him. He's Lord. He's majestic. He's mighty. There's nobody like him. There's just nobody like him. He'll never leave you or forsake you. And I know that's not a title, but praise God, that's an attribute. He's omnipotent, He's powerful. He should be the quest of your life. I mean, it'll be your desire in your life to serve Him reigns, He rules He's righteous He's my Savior He's the sanctifier of all that yield He's the true vine that gives us life Folks He's the one that'll undertake any adventure in your life and allow you to give you unction from the Holy Ghost. He's the very God. and Folks, I want you to know that He's waiting on you to surrender to Him with grateful hearts because I'm telling you, He's Lord. And there's one attribute we ought to have that sums up this whole book. He's, he, he's the zeal of the Lord, and we ought to be the we ought to have the zeal of the Lord. There ought to be some get up and go about our life because we serve Him who is Lord. Now I just want to read this and we close. Make a joyful noise in the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with thanksgiving. Know ye the Lord, He is God. It is He that has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pastor enter into the gates with thanksgiving and into the courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name for the Lord is good. Can somebody say amen? His mercy is everlasting and His truth endureth to all generations father thank you for this wonderful chapter it is a key and i believe it's the key of us enjoying life it's a thankful life but it's not just a thankful life it's a thankful testimony it's a thankful thankful recognition it's a thankful fellowship and relationship it's a thankful um, service under this God, give us that kind of heart. Thank you for this chapter. Speak to our hearts in Jesus' name.